Hello everybody, welcome to Optional Opinion here on Anomalous Radio Network. I am your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for joining in and tuning in to hear me ramble a little bit. <laughs> uh, today's topic is, why have console wars matter? Um, we know that uh, there is it's always been a big thing ever since the second uh, Master System and the Nintendo uh, Entertainment System has like into the uh gaming market after the Atari crash. It's been a very big deal. But why does it still matter like even till today? And why do we feel like uh we wanna be right about which console is winning? Um so that's gonna be today's topic and we're gonna we're gonna touch uh I'm gonna touch about uh certain things about that. Um th- I just talked a little bit about the early days of gaming. Definitely with me, um, I actually owned the Atari Twenty Six Hundred and I owned the uh, NES and Sega Master System. So the console wars really didn't matter to me. I was just really pretty much about uh, video games. But uh, after the video game crash, uh, Nintendo was having a difficult time um, introducing the NES. Uh, but eventually, it started succeeding. And then when second entered the competition, uh, that's when uh, people started having uh, not arguments, but having started kind of having debates about which system was powerful and uh, which system had like the better games. Definitely, as a kid growing up in school, uh, it was all about the NES. It was all about playing Double Dragon, Mega Man. Uh, Castlevania, Mario, um, uh, wrote not Road Rash, uh, R-Type, and uh, and just all these other games that were so good on NES. Remember the uh, 8-bit chip music and, you know, humming along to songs like that. Where when it came to the Sega Master System, not many kids in my area owned it. But the kids who did own it... Uh, kind of argue that no the master system is good just as nintendo or even better because they had all these games that like black belt and my hero and uh afterburner uh, and just all these different kind of games so it, it was very weird to see who was arguing that sega was better than nintendo and nintendo better was say uh than sega and to me personally it, i i really i kind of seen it like this Nintendo had the whole console market. They didn't have the arcade like Sega did. Sega had the arcade market on lock for uh, for a good while. Of course, you had Konami, you had Capcom, but as the first-party company for video games, they were the ones making a lot of arcade games. And definitely, we don't even know about the games that were in Japan. So when some of those games got ported over to the Sega Master System, they weren't really faithful uh, renditions of the arcade, but they would try to give off that feel. Um, if you look at Space Harrier, that uh, if you look at the arcade version, of course it's going to be a little bit faster um, than it will be on the Sega Master System. So. Um, when it came to Nintendo and uh, third party bringing their arcade games to uh, their system, you know, it, it wasn't like a full version of the arcade. Uh, if you look at uh, TMNT, uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, you will see 
on the Nintendo that, uh, of course, they couldn't have that graphical power as the arcade game was, or even for a player. But, you know, uh, they had a, a little bit of the arcade game with added, bon- uh, added stages, so it was kind of longer um, than the game. And, you know, it actually has some greater great music than the arcade. Uh, but it was really hard to argue who was better, Um uh, was it was it Nintendo? Was it Sega? If you really had uh, a choice to make in that debate, it, it would have to go to Nintendo because the system was in more homes for people who could afford it. But you have to realize, like I said earlier, that after the video game market, uh, at the video game crash from Atari, it was really hard for Nintendo to sell their system. And, you know, they kind of had to sell it as a toy and not as much as a video game system. So when people started uh, playing it and, uh, you know, playing a lot of the games and seeing how great Mario was, it started to take off. You know, Sega wanted to get in on the competition, so they introduced the Master System. And the design of the Master System was something way different than what Nintendo was offering. Because Nintendo, um, due to the way that their system was designed and the way the cartridges were easier to get dirty and stuff... The Sega Master System didn't really have that much have that as a problem. You didn't really have to blow into the Sega Master System cartridges. You was able to put it in uh, into the system, cut it on, and it would play. Now, for those who had uh, some of the little memory cards for their games like My Hero and uh, Ghost House, um, you would be able to put it in to the uh, slide. Uh, a little card holder part of the system and play games there. So it offered you two ways on playing games uh, compared to Nintendo's one way of playing that cartridge where sometimes you have to uh, blow in it or for some people that was the idea of blowing it through your T-search, uh, T-shirt, putting the cartridge in and like sliding it over to get it working when the power cut came on. Because sometimes when you cut the power uh, cut on it will flick on and off and it didn't have to really do that much for uh the sega master system now definitely for me i grew up in a household where you know me and my brother we kind of have both systems each and so we would play off of each system and so us having console wars or anything like that we didn't have those arguments it was just like he played my system i not played his and I got more skilled at my games and and his games, and not so much him. You know, he he's great at playing sports games because I was getting killed when it came to the uh, Genesis days. Um, but when it came to anything else other than that, uh, whatever he got on his system, um, I had to play and learn. And I kind of had to get some of the action games and adventure games for when he got to the Sega uh, Genesis because um, he was deeply into sports and stuff. But I had to kind of kind of persuade him to begin, you know, let's try some other games so I could actually learn them and play them. Like, you know, 
I'm glad that he actually got Michael Jackson Moonwalker on the Sega Genesis. That was surprising to me because when Joe Montana came out, when EA was coming up with their basketball games and stuff, he was getting more of those games. And not saying I was a big sports player, but, you know, I just can't, couldn't keep playing sports, sports, sports. I needed some diversity where I was just getting pretty much everything. And he went and touched my Super Nintendo later on in those days, but, uh, I will, I will try. I will wish that he. I wanted him to try it, but he just never did. He was just stuck on his Sega Genesis um, for his sports games. But you know, when it got, uh, and that was closer to kind of the nineties and stuff. But as kids back in the eighties, um, be, I remember being in the lunchroom and just hearing people argue. Or, and debate that, you know, Nintendo was better than Sega. And like I said, I didn't see it that way. So, you know, the console wars, I guess, mattered to kids to see who was right and who was wrong. And sometimes with that, it would drive the sales of the system. Um, for me personally, I, like I said, it didn't matter. I got the taste of both worlds. And I was kind of surprised to play something like uh, Double Dragon on the Master System or even uh, compared to the NES version. Like, I feel like the, the arcade version, design-wise, was the Master System version of Double Dragon where the NES got a super limited version of the game. Um, with this graphics, uh, with this gameplay, it was only a, it really was just a one player game where the master system, <coughs> sorry about that, was able to do uh two player co-op. Okay. So the music and the sound effects were kind of weak and stuff, but you know, that was a game that me and my brother played on the Sega master system. And I had to admit that that version was a bit better than uh, the Nintendo version because I was happy to play that game with my brother. I um, mean, even like the say, even with Space Harrier, like my brother would only get probably about to seven or eight levels, but he was be shocked and surprised that, um, you know, I I was getting far in this game, like around like 15, 16 levels on the Sega Master System with Space Area. And I, there is a game like that on the Nintendo, and I can't remember what it was. Um, and I know it was like 3D, but um, that game wasn't that fun like Space Harrier was. So, and th there was just games that kids missed that. I'm like, look. There's games on both systems that you guys will enjoy. So having both of them would be uh, a better, um, you know, would be better. But because of the area that I live in and not, uh, not people having the income to buy both systems or, you know, they had to choose between one, Nintendo was kind of like ruling and being the answer to a lot of console wars. Uh, not like it is now. Um, so when I get back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit uh, more about, um, actually on how the, how the console, um, uh, not, well, a little bit in my opinion, uh, how it actually started. So when I come back, uh, we'll talk about that.
So, who started the uh, costume wars? Well, for me personally, like I said, I believe kids started the costume wars. Definitely with it being in school and stuff, uh, a lot of people felt that uh, in order to be have the best video games available to you, uh, you had to go with a certain system. So, um, the arguments would be like, well, Nintendo has this, da-da-da-da-da-da, and they were just like, who's playing the Sega Master System, and who thinks that Sega could do what Nintendo do, and da-da-da-da, and it, it just became like a back and forth. And I, I was kind of, I was kind of a little bit upset at first because I'm just like, you guys, both games are great. And I think a lot of kids at that time didn't know of being a multi-platform owner like I was. Um, you know, there was kind of a bias towards Sega for no apparent reason because of Nintendo Nintendo itself was being defined as video games. So if it came to be like, are you playing your Nintendo? Or uh, when it came to say uh, anything video game related, Nintendo was uh, the first thing. Even if you look on TV and if kids were playing a video game, it was always the Nintendo controller. So, um, and I, that's what just ended up being kind of related. So um, those debates and even just like uh debates still across the country uh uh you know not saying much as microsoft versus sony but saying more that uh back in the day that people who work who work kids or non-adults would be like yeah my my console war my discussion about it was nintendo versus sega and i always believed nintendo was the best um a little bit you know i would say companies also with their ads you know uh definitely when it came to the sega genesis and the super nintendo excuse me everybody um you know sega started attacking nintendo with their ads saying sega does when nintendo don't and not realizing that even though that Sega was bringing somewhat uh, 16-bit gaming to uh, everybody uh, f with their arcade games, they didn't realize how good Nintendo was as come at coming back. Ooh. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, Nintendo, you know, when they brought out the Super NES, uh, Nintendo, they were just talking about all the colors and games that could do uh, it just took super. It took one game, which was Super Mario World, uh, to show how great the Super Nintendo was, and it just built upon that uh, with RPGs like Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana, with shooters like uh, R Type, um, Gradius Three, uh, uh, Phalanx, uh, Axelay. Uh, you know, you have uh, Street Fighter Two come to the system first. You have Mortal Kombat 2 being a big seller on that system. And, you know, even though the Sega Genesis had, you know, Sonic and Sonic 2 was the best game, they were getting killed once again by Nintendo. And when it came to arcade ports of games coming to the system, uh, you would people would mostly go to the Nintendo version. So 
Nintendo was doing what Sega couldn't. For you know, Nintendo had the Sony sound chip. Sega had some whatever sound chip that used that didn't make games sound good. So when it came to ads and stuff, and companies attacking each other, and definitely one of the biggest attack, um, which really kind of hurt Sega with the with the console wars, was when uh, Joe Lieberman was talking about uh, censorship in video games and. Um, Nintendo kind of threw Sega under the bus with it. It kind of made uh, it kind of made it look like wow, Nintendo! Can't believe you guys uh did that. Um, but you know it kind of got forgotten, and even though you know we still got a radar system later on, Nintendo was still was was kind of being king at that, and Nintendo really never attacked Sega. You know, Sega attacked Nintendo and continued to attack them. And Nintendo was just like, well, we'll just show Sega better by still making quality games, still selling out more. And even when it came to third party bringing some of their games over to the Sega Genesis, definitely in the 90s, uh, Sega would do still everything to get the attention taken away from them. And it was just like, uh, no, no, uh, we're still, you know, you know, Sega ended up struggling during the 16 bit, uh, era. I mean, they released a lot of games, but Nintendo was still dominant. Um, and even, you can even look at Sony when they bought Crash Bandicoot to, uh, Nintendo, uh, you know, and trying to like, like not, well, a little bit mock them and humiliate them and be like, well, you know, we're the new people on the block and we're going to do better than you. And I can't say much for Sony at that time because they were, you know, they were good and and everything. But when they use Crash Bandicoot, it's kind of funny that they use him because they, you kind of thought that Crash Bandicoot was going to be the uh the headliner uh or mascot for sony and he like his star lost power like real quick and mario is still viable and is still going uh today and it just still shows how strong nintendo is still going now i believe that when sega uh put out the Sega Dust with Nintendo Don't, uh, it kind of made the console wars a little bit realer. Um, and, you know, I, a lot of people believe that, well, Sega was trying to hurt Nintendo and Sega uh, was going to win. And to that, I say, you know, they they got the less version port of a game being made. And just... Even if we, they were attacking Nintendo and what, whatever, you know, uh, Super Mario World and Yoshi's Island was was still better than half of the catalog of Sega's games. Yes, Streets of Rage was good. Streets of Rage 2 was better. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was better. Those are kind of probably the only two games that can really match Nintendo for... Uh, for their games uh you really can't say much about fantasy star you really can't say much for uh shiny force or a lot of their other first party games because if you look at it those games got blown out by nintendo first party games um 
we still talk about Earthbound. Who's still talking about Fantasy Star? Only time we talk about Fantasy Star, uh, uh, talking about Sega Genesis wise, it's like it's in a collection. Like we really don't talk about that game unless it's the online and when it's coming over to America. Like we could still talk about Earthbound to this day. Um, and you know, since it's still available to be played, you know, people are picking it up and still playing it. So, you know, a lot of Nintendo games and the company is still still hold stronger. And, and look what ended up happening to Sega. Sega ended up becoming the third party company. And, you know, they end up putting their games on Nintendo. So, if anything, when it came to console wars, uh, Nintendo won it. If, if you, if you really want to say who actually won this war after it being started, uh, Nintendo won. So, Sega couldn't do what Nintendo does. You know, Sega c- continued trying to bring out more products, but their their business wasn't becoming a, uh, reliable. And as the arcade business died down, their arcade games weren't being, uh, arcade games weren't being, like, uh, viable for them. Um, uh, and now it might still be in a way because of Japan still having a little bit of arcades and stuff. And, you know, hopefully that doesn't go away. But, you know, Sega ended up putting their games onto a Nintendo platform, which started making them money. Uh, even after Sega started making some, because, you know, Sega makes made, really made some bad decisions, you know, they were in the black when they kind of put their games on Nintendo's platform. So, even if, you know, this started back in the 80s and the, with kids and 90s in the media and with ads and stuff like that and with all these other companies, that console war ended once Sega became third party. Now, it's a different console war that's going on, and uh, we'll be talking about that when I come So, what is this new console war that's going on? Well, it's pretty much now uh, uh, PC versus console. And as the sense, and now it's not such a big new thing, but, you know, with the PlayStation 4 and with Xbox One S, <coughs> sorry about that, you know, being as powerful as, as a PC, 
a lot of people feel like, well, why even go that route of gaming when PC kind of have all these same, kind of have the same games and looks better and is very powerful. So, you know, it becomes a debate of why still on the console than a PC. Like, if all these games that you could play on the consoles, definitely with Microsoft, if, with their, uh, if you buy their game on Xbox One, you get the digital version on PC also. So, like, if you do the digital version, just so it's just like, it doesn't even matter uh, if you, excuse me, if you buy the game on that console because it's also going to end up in PC. Also, um, if a Steam sale is going to happen um, for that third-party game and, or you can get in a Humble Bundle and stuff and get it for cheap, you know, it, the game is going to run better and look better on PC than it will on the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. Um, so people are having that debate and having that war that, you know, a lot of people believe that uh, at first that PC gaming was dying and consoles will survive. Now people feel like it's becoming the reverse. You know, consoles are trying to be like PC and, you know, PC is just should should now be the dominant in people's homes because people feel like, well, that's that should become the one stop game shop of all um, because uh, even though Nintendo is not putting their games on PC, you know, when it comes to third party, uh, a lot of their games are coming to that system. And with Steam being such a big uh, platform for uh, PC players, you know, a lot of people feel like, why even own a console when I own the PC? All I need is a controller that plays these games. Um hopefully i could just load these games up uh still play with my friends there's no restrictions uh i mean there are as dm drm uh, to uh deal with for some of them but you know you got indie games you got uh, uh um third party games and stuff you got microsoft games coming even to steam uh so it's just like if i could play all of these games um instead of worrying about you know having to be all online to play with friends and stuff like that if i could easily play with a whole a whole bunch of people uh, uh online with my friends compared to you know having to wait for a system to update to play with friends or buy maps and stuff like that if i'm able to do that on pc there's no need to do it on console so that's kind of been like almost the biggest thing and for me um, I'm not a big PC person. I feel like, you know, if it comes to console versus PC, you know, I feel like both are winners uh, because there's just more gaming to do. If you like, I feel like with console, there's more stability. Uh, you know, there's more uh, having a sure way that when you load a game up, it works out the box. And if there are patches coming to make sure that it continues, the performance continues to be better, then that's right. Then I'm fine with that. Where PC is like, you know, you got to deal with, sometimes you got to deal with hackers. You know, you got to make sure that you, the game don't come with a virus. Uh, people don't offer you like a pirated game and stuff like that. Like you got to get a graphics card to play a certain particular game. And because of the technology in PC, always changing it and 
you know being available maybe month or two months and stuff that's a lot of money invested uh and that you're putting to the pc where where that money that instead of investing in new graphics chart cards like every certain months or years or whatever you know i could play something on a console and all i have to worry about is just buying the game uh, and making sure that the performance just plays right. You know, to, you know, I love my PC players. I, I love the fact that they're gaming on that platform. Um, I love my console players. And regardless of what system you feel like you need to own to play, uh, you, you, you're a gamer. You, you picked up a system that you prefer and you like to play, uh, and uh, you have it. Uh, I know uh, the the Microsoft versus Sony thing has kind of, to me personally, died out. Uh, it, I feel like it never was a, a big thing um, of who was winning the console wars about that. A lot of people say Microsoft was winning it at first when the 360 and PS3 had their little uh, console thing. But it was, uh, to me, I felt like... Uh, if if I had to choose a side or something, which I really don't like doing sometimes, I feel like the PlayStation 3 was more powerful. It just had a hard time getting off the floor. And, you know, throughout the years, uh, even with the uh, with, uh, PSN being down, like, for six months, like, after the hacks and stuff, um, you know, I feel like that system was still stable enough to play games where you had to worry about your Xbox 360, um, you know, breaking or not loading and stuff and going before iterations and stuff. And people know that I, I despise, and yes, I still stick by that now, uh, despise the 360 because of those problems. I, I felt like if we ha- if I had to talk about a uh, console war between Microsoft and Sony, I feel like Sony has more reliable products. Yes, with the PlayStation One, you had to turn the system over. Yes, with the you had to do a little bit too of the same thing with the PS Two. But you know, with Microsoft, when the first X came, Xbox came out, you know that thing was huge. It was heavy. Uh, it it I mean it did what the ps2 was doing so i mean i didn't really notice no difference or anything like that um i there weren't many games for the xbox that i wanted to play compared to what the ps2 was doing and plus nintendo was doing their own thing you know they weren't trying to compete or anything um i and you know that's what i kind of like my heart was still with nintendo playing their great games and you know i I, I seen it when it came to a console <coughs> a console war um between uh all three systems uh back in the day for me uh I treated the PS2 and the Xbox lesser than I did with my uh GameCube and you know when all three were out with their own platforms when Nintendo got to the GameCube Microsoft got with Xbox and Sony had PlayStation 2. You know, I was buying everything new uh, for Nintendo, whether it was first party or third party. And I was treating my library for PS2 and Xbox as used for used games. So, uh, I mean, I I was expanding my library and stuff, but I felt like value-wise that those systems deserve uh, even though they deserve great games, I feel like those systems didn't deserve 
uh, a lot of fifty dollar gas at that time. Like the you know the day one purchases of that. Uh, the last game that I felt like that oh, that got that for PS two was actually Okami. Um, everything else for that system was completely used. Everything pretty much for Xbox was used. Um, Nintendo with the GameCube, uh, there are there there were some used games, um, but more of the games that I brought for that system was like at at hand was the at the fifty price uh, price point were like brand new games. Um, and so, if I had to talk of anything about a console war, just within me and my sisters in my home, uh, those other two were lesser. They, they, they. To me, they didn't win me over. They had great games and stuff, but my GameCube had better. And you know, uh, it, the, the value of those games being you know day one purchases for that system that added up have more value than what the other two systems did now and i know that you know uh sale wise with the systems regardless of what you say about it um they they would like declare winner that the playstation 2 sold the most okay that's fine but to me personally it was a it, it was a used system for me it was a game system to be to play used games um and uh, regardless of what the library i had because uh, i had like pretty much everything for it um besides a lot of sports games it, it was just like well uh uh here's final fantasy 12 oh there's the used copy okay i'll get it for that oh here's the metroid prime 2 echoes um uh, 50 dollars yeah let me get that day one like that's how I kind of view those things. Definitely when it came to the console war. And even when it came to uh the Wii and Xbox three sixty and PS three, um, like when all three of those systems were out and stuff, um, I eventually got a PS three and I had a Wii, uh and I was using the Wii and PS three uh at both at, you know for both and I was still treating the PS three as a used games. That's like I did buy some games at a, at a regular price when they come out because there were some more wanted games, but they didn't have that Tasunoku versus Capcom for me. They didn't have that Metro Prime Corruption, uh, Metro Prime Three Corruption. Um, they didn't have that Super Mario Galaxy. They didn't have um that House of the House of the Dig- uh, House of the Dead um uh game. I forgot not the collection, but um. Uh, it was like a B B movie kind of game. Like there were just things on the Wii that I loved that was better that I felt better uh than that was with the PS3. Like they didn't have that Metroid game that really won me over. Yes, uh, Guaco Malay was is good is a great game, but you know that's indie versus metroid of the m where i felt like you know this was a good start for tech uh tech mccoby and nintendo uh to grow to a relationship that they have now uh and even if you look at their games you know it kind of started all um help them make better games and making a hit series uh, look at dragon War, uh hyrule warriors and uh how that turned out into dragon quest heroes and stuff like it, it kind of worked good for <coughs> <coughs> sorry about that 
for uh, Tecmo Kobe and even Square Enix. Like, it, it worked good out for them uh, because of how well Hyrule Warriors, and this is more with the Wii U and stuff, uh, and PS4, how well that worked out. Uh, you know, uh, I just felt that the Wii, in my, in my, like I said, in my particular opinion, was better than the other systems. Um, the, uh, another console, another way of a big thing with the console war was hardcore versus casual, you know, and not much, so much as, uh, you know, if you hardcore, you got to own these systems, like only Microsoft or Sony, you got to own one of them, and then you got to own all these games. <clears throat> I don't even think a lot of the hardcore people who claim to be hardcore even own a lot of games for that system. Like, if you really going to be hardcore, you got to play a lot of games, and you have to be very skilled. And or having just Call of Duty and stuff like that isn't good enough. Yes, if you're casual playing uh, Bejeweled or, you know, something very easy to get into and stuff because you are afraid of hardcore, that doesn't make you feel like if you don't own a Sony system or a Microsoft system um, that, you know, just stick to the baby stuff that Nintendo releases. Like, it doesn't make you feel lesser or anything. You <coughs> you're just, you feel just not skillful to get into those games and stuff it doesn't make you less and stuff and if you're a hardcore player it doesn't make you better than a casual player because a casual player could be playing a lot of games uh that's meant for them and still be skillful and as you as a hardcore person you don't have that same skill yes they don't have the skills as you but if you're if you're so stuck in your hardcore mode of playing only particular genres that casual person ha- does have a chance to come in, learn it, and still be a casual gamer and still be able to uh, overtake uh, you, still be, still be able to beat you. Um, that's that, that. To me personally, that's part of gaming. Um, now I know that uh, with handheld versus mobile, uh, with that kind of gaming war for some people, uh, a lot of people feel like mobile games are has won uh the space because a lot of people are on their phones and stuff and definitely with nintendo bringing some of their games to mobile people get worried about where what's happening to uh the handheld market did the uh, 3ds is still viable nintendo has still has that handheld market on lot you're still going to get uh, to me personally you're still going to get a better uh you're still going to have a better time enjoying games on your 3ds than you will on your phone because you have to deal not only with uh social media uh you don't have to you have to deal with the battery life and things like that you have to actually deal with the interest in that game like how long is a mobile game or mobile app going to keep your attention compared to what a 3ds game will do you know let's let's look at uh pokemon go for example like it's still a big game people are still getting a rush but it can like it's it's kind of starting to die down now where people are still like really high playing power uh not power uh, muscle hunter generations still playing like uh fire emblem uh, picking up some uh, new 3DS uh, virtual console games and stuff like that, like Mega Man X. Like, people are still playing their 3DS and 
breaking up new gangs and regardless of how you look at metro prime federation force and stuff people are picking up and you know maybe enjoying that with friends and stuff like there's a lot of stuff that people are doing more on the 3ds and definitely with the direct that just happened people are still invested into the handheld market they still carry their 3ds around yeah you'll carry your phone for other things and stuff but are you using it are you carrying your phone around or your or your uh mobile device for video games or are you carrying it around for Twitter or Facebook and to take selfies? Like, you kind of got to look at, in that space, who is winning in that? And to me, personally, I feel like mobile is not winning in that because mobile only can only hold your attention span for a certain moment where you could be so invested in a three game on 3ds or even vita want to include vita into this too you could be so invested in those games you'll miss your bus stop you'll you'll be like where did the time go um you'll be you know having more fun with your friends if you're on skype or whatever uh you know remote play for your playstation 3 slash 4 like you still could do stuff like that and enjoy it you can't really do that with mobile you click in you look at the app for a good 15 seconds and then you go off to make sure that you're going your right way where where handheld can just indulges you you're just so more uh you're so more into the game playing it and like collect the like still collect the pokemon um having that battle and fire emblem getting the coins to super mario world uh new super mario brothers like you can still do that and just think when new super mario brothers not uh not new super mario brothers uh super mario maker for 3ds come out and regardless of what you feel about the online functionality about that let's see how people get invested into making levels like <coughs> like let's say you with a group of friends or or a party or whatever and you know you need something to pass the time because it's kind of it feels like it's kind of dead you could throw that game on and start creating and time will move quick the feeling of time passing and for the Wii version for that game is going to almost kind of be the same thing that you'll be doing on the bus or doing at that party or doing stuff with your friends like there's going to be a lot of stuff happening with that game that time is going to take and you know, i feel like personally mobile games doesn't do that now i'm not saying that mobile, mobile games shouldn't still be going on because you know it's still popular with a lot of casual and there are some people who enjoy mobile gaming who say why do i even need my vita or need my 3d uh 3ds my handheld you know there's various reasons for that but if we if we look at it you know from handheld versus uh mobile hardcore versus casual console versus pc uh nintendo versus sega uh <coughs> i didn't really touch about microsoft versus sony um because now in the age uh it really doesn't matter like they're both just good companies and good systems like where all three of them are good companies and good systems and they got enough product out there where you don't have to argue about it pc has a lot of good stuff like unless you want to have these console awards uh on the internet and so you can feel right or you can troll or feel that you're better you feel like when you own something that you're better than everybody it really there's nothing really justifiable for that you know 
And for me personally, why does it even matter? And that's going to be the next topic that I'll talk about. And with that, you guys, I will be right back. It's a great marketing tool for uh, um, the companies. Like, if you can uh, show that you got a lot of love and support for them and you're going to defend somebody's product, you're going to pretty much buy it, uh, try to throw it in people's face that you bought it and why you brought it and stuff. And so uh, that word of mouth and everything, uh, they're going to try to use that. And uh with that kind of marketing that you know that's free actually free marketing for companies like uh like that um the competition uh you know is the sales driver with the console market uh you know it shows your fanboyism uh and that's sad uh because you know with the fanboyism a lot of people feel like that uh when when you start throwing numbers and try to uh, have a debate and just show a whole bunch of facts and use that facts in the wrong way. You can, I mean, you can present facts and things like that, uh, but there's a certain way to do it. Uh, makes people believe their answers will be definite. Um, sometimes it creates a discussion, whether it's destructive or constructive, and it becomes a topic debate with no true answer. Uh, with it, you know, really mattering to people, I, I feel like that, you know, sometimes you don't have to be right. You just, to me, it matters in the fact of having uh, these council wars uh, is to have a construction on what people like in their games and what on those systems are benefiting. Like, if you love uh, PlayStation and you're a big RPG person, um, you have two to me personally you have kind of two options go console wise like you have uh you know ps you have the uh sony systems and you have the nintendo systems whether you whether you get a super nintendo or a handheld whether you play some of the games on wii u like xenoblade chronicles x or tokyo mirage session uh and even with some of the indie games and stuff like you kind of got even some out there japanese games you could play on uh playstation 3 playstation 4 and even playstation 2 like microsoft don't have really a big uh 
role playing genre on their systems. They have some great games for uh for the role playing for the role playing genres, but they don't have games that really stick out to them. Uh, so you know. Things like that will definitely matter. I mean, a lot of people probably would go over Sony than Nintendo, but I'm like, if you look at, if you thinking of role playing games and you need like some really good ones, the 3DS or DS are you know handheld that little small bite RPG. If you can't commit to a full console version, that handheld one would just do you fine. So stuff like that would matter. Uh, I think in a time and an age where when we grow up and we can get a job and be able to afford stuff, uh, if if you're able to um, get all the systems that you can and get games and stuff and still be able to have a social life and things like that, your console wars is not even going to matter because now you are able to play games with your friends, um, be able to play games by bringing friends over and laughing and stuff. Um, like, you know, sometimes there's just stuff on PlayStation, on um, uh, uh, Xbox that you just can't play with family and friends. But if you bring in a Nintendo system, uh, there and you know you're playing Wii Bowling, uh, you're playing uh the rabbits, um, you know you just doing a whole bunch of even weird stuff, just dances and everything. You know you're you'll be able to have that fun with people, and that sometimes will sell them on getting that system, uh, because you're not so involved in such a console war and stuff like that. To me, really matters over trying to find out who's right or who's wrong uh and when i meant uh creating discussion whether it's deconstructive or constructive um having a discussion about console wars um could actually uh constructive wise let you know about a person's history with that company and their games and sometimes it, it makes the arguments easier because sometimes you'll be able to agree because maybe there's a connection there that you guys play some of those games on that platform or on different platforms. But the experience was just so enjoyable. So, yeah, maybe uh, maybe Just Dance is different on Xbox and different on ps3 and different on uh we on we but you know be like yeah i had my friends over playing just dance with me we played on the Wii. it's just like we did that the la- uh last week uh, we, but we played the ps3 version and you know you guys could be like well what songs did you dance to and how did everybody re- react or have a party and you know stuff like that could be like could be very constructive that you know they've had fun and uh you know, they were just like, can we find more games on the system? And, you know, sometimes like that to be like, well, this is why I told them to buy PS3 for this for this reasons and these games, if they're like that. Or you could be like, I told them to get this system, even though I don't own it, but they might still like it and stuff. So that that talk about the console wars and stuff without having a definite answer or being constructive or deconstructive, you could break stuff down in in a way to be like, yeah, there were some mistakes for this company and their console, but it doesn't make them worse uh than any or less than anybody else and stuff like that you know if you really want to tear a console down you can ha- you can tear a console down and you don't have and it doesn't have to actually be relatable to your fanboy and stuff you could tear a 
console down because of, of a whole bunch of other things that they're at for. Yeah, you could get on Nintendo about third party, but I like I said earlier, I got on the three sixty because I felt like that chip that they put in and all the tricks and stuff that they used, like for even for a next gen system, like you should not have that many problems in your console compared to what everybody else had, even with you being as a PC company. So, you know, you, you were strong with the Xbox. You, I feel like you made a mistake with the Xbox 360, but you rectified it and it became still the kind of go-to console for certain games until I feel like PlayStation 3 got stable and started making money and make it, uh, making great games and stuff uh, and getting their online features and everything and, you know, offering PSN for free for and with PlayStation Push to get free games and great discounts and stuff like there was just uh, some features that was better than uh microsoft was, that was doing this stuff and nintendo was just killing it of course with the wii and with the wii u you know still having backwards compatibility um uh, bringing out great first party titles that you just can't deny that they are good that you know it still kept you interested and wanting to play video games and playing it and drawing yourself and just be like wow even with the amiibo and stuff like they they knew they know how to entertain they know that sometimes they don't need the big flash that these other companies do uh because we rather bring out quality games and let that quality speak for itself and if people end up missing it you know if there's a way to come back and get to it do that and I, I feel like sometimes with Sony and Microsoft is that when a game comes out for them and you want to argue and everything about that, that argument doesn't last long because sometimes you end up forgetting about the game. Where with Nintendo, that game, if it's really good, it lasts long. And you will always, you will continue talking about that system then you and that game than you will anything else. Yes, we can make, talk about the Wii. Yes, we could talk about the Wii U and you know, it's downfalls and stuff like that. But we also could talk about how great they produce some some really good games. And if it comes to some of your favorite games on the console, for me personally, half of that list is gonna be from a Nintendo console or seventy five to eighty percent is gonna be over from that Nintendo console. Not saying that Sony and Microsoft doesn't own anything and when it comes to those console wars, uh saying that they didn't produce no they didn't produce the better game and stuff like that. I just feel like there are some games on that system that can't be done on other systems. And because I feel like they don't have the they don't have that company that design games in that manner. Uh and we could, and that could be part of a construction or deconstruction thing, whether you take it. And you could say, well, and well, I'm biased, and I have a fanboyism for Nintendo. Sometimes I am biased, and I try not to be. Uh, and not to say that I'm trying to be a defender of Nintendo and stuff, but I grew up with their quality. I grew up with their systems, so I kind of know. Uh, you know i'm more a little bit attached to nintendo not saying that i'm not uh, disattached to sony and microsoft because 
I would go out and buy those systems. I would go out and play those games. And whether it comes from third party or first party, I want that experience. There's just some, some, sometimes there are games that Nintendo cannot produce that the other companies can that would give me a story or a thing that I want to dive into and I want to research and see if the execution was right. And sometimes Nintendo just doesn't do that. So it to me personally, you know, with the console wars, it it matters to some folks but to me personally it doesn't matter um i own all three and i hopefully i could continue buying consoles and playing all the games that they offer uh so when i come back i'm going to be talking about um how can we solve it how can we um answer the console wars like how can we stop it or and things like that and with that i will be right back start one if you don't want to have a big thing about console wars you know just don't start one just don't argue about whose system is better and what system is the best one on just don't start it just don't have one you know if if you want to talk about consoles and stuff you can't talk about the pros and cons but also be respectable about it be like you know what yeah i don't own that game but i will give it to them for this game and for this features and stuff like that you know there's a acceptable respectable level that you can have um age where we have many choices to enjoy video games yeah we're at an age where you know there's so many things to enjoy about video games and you know arguing about what system is better or what company is better and what platform to play it on like it really doesn't matter we're at an age that we can enjoy a lot of games you know it took a while for us to even accept indie games um because indie games were only on pc for flash games and once it started becoming viable on console to download even with digital games um with that format like it it took a long time like there were indie games that were coming to uh uh consoles through other publishers and stuff but now it's just like some people don't even need a publisher they could make a game create it release it uh after getting it certified and you know keep approving it and stuff and sell it the way that it is and they can make money on there uh like you know that's that's the age that we live in uh realize that sometimes it's just a system it's nothing more than that a console is a console uh pc is pc you know we interact and use these things for 
uh, bigger things than just games. Like whether we making our media center, uh, a movie player, whatever. Like th- there's just things that uh, we have different use and different purposes. So that console war wouldn't even matter. Like having that debate, um, a lot of opinions to be heard with respect. Um, yeah, just if if you decide to have these console wars or these uh these talks. We respect everybody. I always, sometimes it might seem like I'm getting heated about something, but I always tell the person that I love them. And I, I agree, uh, sometimes agree with them on a whole bunch of things. And I won't say I won't disagree or we won't disagree about things. A lot of be like, I, I can, you know, be like, you know what, that doesn't make sense. No, no, but I love you because uh, I see your video game collection and I see your passion. And sometimes your passion makes me happy that you have passion for a video game. So I'm a person definitely you could be heard and you'll always be respected. That has always been my thing. That's what I do with optional opinion. Myself, like, I, I it might be one voice, just me giving an opinion, but when I have my guests on it, I love hearing their opinions. I love hearing their options and stuff. And that's having a good discussion whether we like it and uh and and regardless of what people think or what people say of who is right or wrong or anything like that it's that fun discussion that we have on and off like we really enjoy i enjoy people's company a lot and just having that respect for them even more like that's that's just me so if you're going to have those console uh discussions please just please um just be respectful and you know let let uh just hear them out because sometimes they have a lot uh, they might bring something very good to the conversation um maybe introduce others to that particular console so they can get an idea of what it's about and why you personally enjoy it like bring your if you live in a neighborhood where you can meet up with your friend or you know invite them over and you guys having that console war Bring them over and let them play Xbox. Let them play Wii U. Let them play 3DS. Um, let them play Vita. Let them play PlayStation, Oculus Rift. Let them play uh, whatever that you guys have that debate about so they could get an idea of it. And if they don't like it or anything, it doesn't mean that you're right or you're wrong. Uh, like they're right and you're wrong. It doesn't mean that. It's just a, it might be something that this something that they're just not into. You know, and you can always instill... Uh, enjoy that friend and even if it's i would just say this even if you lose a friend over a video game and feel like it's not worth it just know that it is okay that you know it, it's a city debate and people feel in a certain way and feel strong about that you know don't lose no sleep over it it it, it happened you can move on and guess what you can still turn the power on put that game in and play it on that console that you like um, all th- and like I say, all three companies have great systems, and you know, PC, mobile, they offer a lot of great content too. Like, if that's your platform of choice, then let that be your platform of choice. Even if you still do board games for today or card games and stuff, enjoy that. There's Yu-Gi-Oh cards is no better than Pokemon cards. Monopoly is no better than a game of life, or you know, Carson versus humanity is no better than Mad Lips. So, I mean, enjoy what you love to enjoy. Uh, but for this particular discussion for console wars, or like how it started, how uh, you know, why it's important to a lot of people and stuff, you know, trying to be right in some things is not always the good thing. 
So when I come back, I'm going to be doing some plugs and then I will be uh, ending the show. And with that, everybody, I will be right back. to our plugs um of course with optional opinion you guys can follow me on twitter at that retro code t-h-a-t-r-e-t-r-o-c-o-d-e um you can hear this podcast optional opinion on the anomalous radio network.podb.com soundcloud itunes google play and other podcast apps um you can also hear uh the deluded geeks on the anomalous radio network.podb.com and you can find and like us on facebook um, the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce podcast. You can find them on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at HH Podcast Show. And subscribe to them on YouTube also. Um, and I must say, I do plan on having them in October. I have a great discussion for those guys and I cannot wait. Uh, so, uh, but do check them out. They release every uh, Tuesday and Friday for their podcast. So you get two podcast per week um and if you don't get one they'll actually let you guys know so just follow them like i said on twitter at hh podcast uh hh podcast show and on facebook and uh, subscribe to them on youtube uh simon's cake podcast at simoncake.wordpress.com where you can hear the podcast which is also on itunes uh like their facebook page and follow them on twitter at simon cake uh simon cakes uh uh, Simon's Cake, I'm sorry, at Simon's Cake, uh, and subscribe to them on YouTube also. Um, I was just on their show uh, recently uh, talking about Corona Trigger with my great friend Adrian Nieto, my co-host from World 1-1 Podcast, which I'll also get into a little bit later. Um, 
we we discussed the game with those guys and uh completely excellent so do check it out when it becomes available uh digital nerd advocate uh digital nerd advocates network you can check it out at digitalnerdadvocates.com and you can see and hear many other podcasts like dna power block dna door shock dna rose going wild dna podcast dna connected with team nerd uh uh we do uh, i do get i'm one of their guests on there with kyle and with Corey. um you can hear more on soundcloud itunes google play uh like us on facebook and follow on twitter at the dna network and subscribe on youtube i also write for uh dna uh and uh optional opinion world one uh uh podcast is also on that uh page too so do check it out um the f- latest ep- uh latest blog that i wrote for him is called enough is enough sony uh so do check that out at uh com. also we need your subscriptions uh on youtube so go to the digital nurse advocates and if you like our work on there if you like the work that's being put out the uh content uh subscribe you know we made 150 and we would like to continue to grow so come out and help us um mvc video game book club uh come and join us on facebook and join in the discussion uh check out our past discussions on youtube at b-o-j-o-x-z um we they just did uh super mario brothers 3 and this month we're playing chrono trigger so come play the game with us and have a discussion with us uh secret friends unite uh you can check out their podcast at podomatic itunes and stitcher like their facebook page and follow them on twitter at secret friends you and subscribe to their youtube page secret friends unite uh unite uh now this is for Phoenix Overdrive. Got to make sure that I get them guys in. Um, Nerd Overdrive is Phoenix Overdrive's official podcast featuring the host of the show, the maestro of the PC Master Race, Lee Navarro, and gaming gurus, the queen of the guild, Becky Ruben Navarro, and El Capitan Ray Osorio. Check us live at via YouTube, youtube.com slash Phoenix Overdrive slash live or Twitch, twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. Subscribe to us on youtube soundcloud soundcloud.com slash phoenix overdrive itunes stitcher or google play music to search for nerd overdrive please give us a rating preferably five stars as well as a written review it will help us grow be sure to give us a like on facebook facebook.com slash phoenix overdrive and follow us on twitter at and instagram at phx underscore overdrive join our discussion group on facebook facebook.com slash groups slash uh ponation p-o-n-a-t-i-o-n and share all things nerdy and geeky with us for our extra life efforts check out our team page at extralife.org slash team slash phoenix overdrive 16 be sure to check out our raffle for 2016 featuring the playstation 4 uncharted the nathan drake collection bundle which includes a 500 uh gigabyte playstation 4 one dualshock 4 controller and uncharted the nathan drake collection game featuring uncharted drake's fortune uncharted 2 among thieves and then uncharted 3 drake's deception just two dollars gets you a ticket for a chance to win if you do participate please make sure you provide us with your name and email address so we can count you towards the raffle donating anonymously would not get you in a raffle since we won't get your name when do you find out if you won? November, November 5th, 2016, Extra Life National Game Day. And uh, you guys, please give to um, Extra Life for Phoenix Overdrive, for Nerd Overdrive. <laughs>
uh, no overdrive. Come on, let's help Becky get to $1,000. If she reaches her goal of $1,000, she will pick up Resident Evil 7 and play it and live stream. And she says she's terrified of um, a horror game. But, I, but, you know, if you want to see it, you guys, $2 or more will help her reach that goal. She's almost there. So, come on, you guys. Let's help them out Uh you know, with the, with that donation, because uh, I would love to see her play Resident Evil Seven. And as usual, everybody rise above. Life of Gaming. You can find them on their website, lifeofgaming.net, where you can check out their podcast there and SoundCloud. Follow them on Twitter at Life of Gaming Pod and subscribe to them on YouTube, Life of Gaming. And that's Josh Bur- uh, Bryant, uh, who is excellent i love his i'm enjoying his work so shout out to you josh i hope to see you in a couple of weeks <laughs> sorry about that everybody that's all i can say at this moment um playstation enthusiasts is also uh where josh uh helps out at uh you can check out their website at playstation enthusiasts.com and on youtube at playstation enthusiasts follow them on twitter at ps enthusiast and that's p-s-e-n-t-h-u-s-i-a-s-t um you can email the show at my uh you can email the show at my out to comment at yahoo.com and follow me on twitter like i said at that retro code read the optional opinion blogs on ign.com under the name anime and you can find my other series the moment at skirmishfrogs.com i also do another podcast called world one one podcast which you can find on soundcloud itunes google play and other podcast apps and archive.org um i do that with my good friends larry giver uh adrian nieto and sometimes tony zilakakis uh so come check us out we just did uh the playstation and nintendo direct uh coverage so come uh, check us out there um you can come see me on Twitch and subscribe at the Lyrical One, capital D A, capital L Y R I C A L One, and watch me and watch my Let's Learn series. Um, I'm am getting back into it. Uh, because there's some more games that I want to teach from. Um, I just got to get a uh schedule and uh start fleshing it out more so you guys will be able to check those games out that I play and hear someone uh. Um, see some of that stuff to learn and stuff. Also, check out my amazing friend Adam from the DNA DualShock Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Fallen Little Angel and see him rock out some great games. Uh, you can subscribe there and follow him at Twitter at F underscore Little underscore Angel and subscribe to him on YouTube at Fallen Little Angel. Uh, check out my other friend, talent, my other talented friend, Amanda, and check her exceptional beat-up video game work at donttripperler.tumblr.com. And you can purchase some of them at etsy.com slash ca slash shop slash donttripperlerbeats. You can follow her on Twitter at Rodoku to learn more. Um, last but not least, uh, check out my outstanding friend, Fuet, on YouTube at Henshin, uh, Henshin a Go-Go and subscribe. And follow him on Twitter at Henshin a No go um those two guys those guys are completely excellent um but with that everybody um before i go um september uh september 12th to september uh, through october 1st um the video video games volume 2 has arrived um you can check ign.com under like i said under anime right now and uh see my post of the intro to it and what it's going to be about um 
by the time you hear this or whenever you hear this, um, the first week is going to be sports games. And I have my special guest uh, on that podcast uh, th- that Friday. Um, following after that, it's going to Sorry about that. It's going to be role-playing games with my other special guest. Um, I don't want to reveal who my special guest is just yet, um, but I cannot wait for you guys to hear. And then I'm ending it it with uh, platformers for the third week with that special guest also. And um, I do have an epilogue episode in writing that I'm doing where another special guest, he's going to be closing out uh the show uh not the show yeah yeah the, he's going to be closing out the podcast and the project with me uh with uh with that show so uh i cannot wait but once again thank you guys everybody have a great weekend um if you like i said enjoy the games that you play and stuff like that and i will see you guys next time on optional opinion and with that, I am out because I got to get ready for work. <laughs> and, um, yes, do check out, um, do check out, like I said, uh, the Beauty of Video Games Volume 2. Um, you can actually still go back on IGN and check out the first version where I did consoles and why this uh, project was created. And check out past Optional Opinion episodes of, that I have with my guests, uh, Johnny, Adrian, and uh john uh once again oh and ryan beeman also from the deluded gates thank you guys once again for last year uh contributing and you know you guys are all wonderful and uh i can't wait to see you guys on more episodes of this show so with that everybody i am out bye Yeah, man, this should yeah, be great. This should be great. This should be great. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Hamilton. Charles Hamilton. We'll do it on here, too. We'll do it on here, too. Chuck a C, H, 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 Ch